her for another two or three years, Tony. I'd have killed that woman. I believe it. I believe it. It's the same thing as, like, abusing a dog. If you have a pit bull and you abuse it, one of these days that pit will snap. It's going to fuck you up and probably kill you. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of green grease in my hand. Dig tripping up. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. Ooh, Running a little behind schedule this week, y'all. Sorry, with Mother's Day and everything. Got a little tied up. But uh, I did end up getting in a pretty deep fucking conversation with one Mr. Tony Rager from the Joint Narcissism Podcast. God-shaped mommy hole. Call him what you will. The dude's had a rough road. And uh, I'm, I'm just amazed at some of the things that a person can endure and bounce back from so there's a lot of stories in this one y'all it's heavy duty once again you know i i don't know how entertaining it is this is it's more like uh therapy just talking about shit and working stuff out so buckle up this is gonna be a two-parter so the sound's a little glitchy. I'm sorry. Um, I think my computer may be too old to uh, properly record a Skype conversation, so I'm in the process of fixing that motherfucker. Hopefully it's not too annoying. If it is, don't fucking listen. That's fine, too. Y'all take it easy. Any feedback, questions, comments, you want to tell me to go fuck myself, not to quit my day job, at Po Boys Pod. Well, it's Po Boy Pod. It's Po Boys Podcast on Twitter, motherfucker. That's the only place I'm at. You want to talk to me? You keep it short. God damn it. <laughs> Y'all take it easy. They call me Doctor John, known as a night trip. Hello, motherfucker. Satchel of green in my Yay! Head. That means we figured it out, Tony. I think so. We'll put our motherfucking heads up. together and shit. Figuring out, figuring out. Yeah, man. No, the week's been pretty, uh, pretty chill, man. It rained like a motherfucker a couple days. Yeah. And, it rained. Uh, it rained like a motherfucker over here too. See, it's I crazy. I, I've never been to California, Tony, so I don't know how you. It doesn't rain a lot over here at all. I like heard. for the last ten years, dude, it's been like dry shit. So have you have you been in California for a long time? Is that where you've lived? Twenty, like uh, twenty two years. You been to a lot of other places, or you just kind of stay around? Yeah, you no, know, yeah, I've been other places. I lived in Indiana, I lived in Ohio, and then uh, when I was in the military, I was in Oklahoma. Okay, so uh, you've Missouri. Seen some, you've seen some weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the snow, making making. Uh, like igloos and shit out of pool, pool frozen water. <laughs> See, that's one thing that I wonder because I've heard uh, comedians and other people from California who talk about 
you know, when they go to the south or to the east coast, people that live in California for their whole life, you never see snow. You know, so just it is, the reality. I of mean, it for the for, it if depends. You live in Louisiana, it depends. like way down south, uh, in the south, they don't get a lot of snow. So it kind of blows your fucking mind, you know, and you're just tripping out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people just, I guess it depends on your financial situation. Like if you can afford to you know, drive an hour away in the, or, or take a weekend off or something, you know? So because like snow in 30, yeah, yeah, 30 to 45 minutes away from my house up in the mountains are bigger than Lake Arrowhead, which is a couple cities up the mountain from where I live now. When I was in, like, the year I ran away, I was living in Lake Arrowhead, and that was so over the edge when I ran away. Yeah. But, dude, I I went to school in the snow. I was I was tripping out because I seen dudes wearing flip-flops to school in the snow. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Mother- <laughs> that shit only happens in California. <laughs> got them fucking slave feet. God damn. Right? <laughs> Thick as fuck. Yeah. No, no, I've seen some weather, man. But it, it was strange that it rained, like it hailed. There was a hail. I don't, it's May, man. <laughs> that shit don't happen in California. But like in May, it's summertime, basically. So we've been getting them flash floods, man, down here in the south. And it's all running downhill and just destroying it's clim- shit. Whole houses clim- floating away. Climate change, bro. Whole Global fucking, warming. Whole <laughs> fucking three-bedroom houses floating down the goddamn river. What? People, really? People getting killed, their cars getting that's, swept away. Dude, that's just like, bad engineering. We get we get flash floods and we get tornadoes and uh, this is the That's season terrible. for it. Tornadoes scare the fuck out of me, dog. Like it's weird. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. It's random. It's just this random chaos, fucking vacuum whirlpool flying past everything, destroying it. You know who doesn't think that uh, all those fucking trailer park tornado jokes are funny? A kid that lives in a fucking trailer park. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up, man. Look, down here, you just open the door. You open the door, you close the screen door and lock it, and you just stand there and look out the fucking door and just see what's happening. That's that's how we handle (laughs) tornadoes. Ain't nothing else to do, man. Nah, you just sit here and watch. I'm more of a fuck it, let's get under the bed kind of guy. Man, nah, I would be more of a, why don't we just live underground? I've said that. Like People have done that before. Their houses they have like, like a one elevator, enough for a car that goes down into the garage. Yep. It's a subterranean house. And it's cost effective because you don't need air conditioning. You might need a heater and some kind of ducting. And I mean, how cool would it be to live underground? I'm Especially okay. over there because you guys don't have stuff like that, like, uh-uh. like California does, do you? That you got to worry about? I, I tell you what. There's a fault line that runs through this area of the country. And to be honest with you, I've lived here my whole life. So mm-hmm. I think I would have remembered hearing about some crazy earthquake shit. Didn't start getting like notable seismic activity until probably the last 10 years when they really started doing like the heavy duty fracking and shit up in the north part yeah. of the state. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting some, I mean, nothing, Tremors and shit, nothing right? like what you guys get. But definitely, mm. there's been some some picture shakers. You know what I'm saying? And in a place, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Right? Some some motherfucking 
well, what the hell was that? You know, kind of shit. And so uh, they, they yeah, like, stop. They, they yell out the trailer. Shit. Did your mom fall? <laughs> so is somebody trying to steal my house? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Like, it's crazy because, you know, they shut that shit down. They did. The, the yeah. people got concerned and they started hitting up them town hall meetings and just raising a fucking stink about it. And before it's voting, bro. Yeah, they they said, all right, fuck it, let's uh, it's just let's powerful. Get on and do it. <laughs> yeah, the power of the people. Power of the people is super important. That's right. But it comes. But it, it the problem with that thing is that the only time people organize is when it directly affects you immediately. If it's like something that could affect you down the road, like maybe your grandkids, it's like ah, whatever. You don't really. It's like we don't. I'm not really gonna miss work over this. To people are more reactive than proactive, huh? Yes, exactly, exactly. We're 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 a species that are reactive, and that's why we innovate so much. And I think the thinkers are the ones that are proactive, which are more reactive because they're more about sustainability. Because if you bet on the future, there's no guarantee. You know what I mean? That's true. So that's why people that don't bet on the future are always filthy rich. Hmm. Live in the moment. Carpe yeah. diem. Seize the mm-hmm. motherfucking day and shit. Exactly. It's I that get fucking it. philosophy. I get it. It's not something that I'm accustomed to myself. But uh, neither. I can appreciate <laughs> the fact that it's a thing. You know? Every, yeah. Get money, get paid. That's... I'm at it. Man, if that was if that was the case, I'd be rich, dude. I wouldn't be in a problem because I turn things down more out of morality. And I think it who the fucks? I don't know if it was Nietzsche or somebody else. No, no, it was Roger Stone. I just watched his uh, Netflix show. Fucking a man, that's crazy. That was crazy. But he said a moral person is a weak person. Mm-hmm. And that 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 holds true if you live by the moment. Because a moral person will not seize an opportunity out of morality when um, vice versa. Because a moral person isn't living in the moment. It's more about sustainability, making sure that your kids grow up. There's no gambling. You know what I mean? You like being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want no, no chaos. No chaos. I think I'm I one think of that's those what... people now. Yeah, almost got, that's a, it's almost yeah. to a fault now. Like, yeah, I try to explain it to my wife. Like, when you do bad for a long time, you get to a point where something better than bad is good. So as yeah. long as you're not fucking down here, you're not sweating it. Now that's mm-hmm. cool for a while, but eventually you kind of lose your motivation because in your mindset, as long as you stay right here, everything's okay. You know, so you don't really. Mm. No, it's like you settle. You don't grow. Yeah, yeah, you settle. You get stuck, and you just you trade dollars for hours, and you fucking pay bills, and you go to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. I watched that shit the other day, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how that shit is still like everything that the George Orwell prophesized has became. You know. And and it's it's harder in America the idea that of of that slowly creeping in, slowly creeping in to everything like uh, what are we getting down to thoughts? They're trying to make policy based on thoughts, microaggressions, misogyny. They want to make these thought 
crimes a thing. You know, they want to they want to break up the family construct, and it it's it's subtle, but it, it by doing that, that's what's happening. The state is taking care of the family and the majority of the Americans. Well, in rural, no, not rural. Yes. See, it's crazy because you guys have a population that's out of this fucking world, man. And and we have the sixth largest economy in the world. So it's like, you know, we experience certain, like, just cost of living. I was talking to uh, my buddy Ray. He lives in New York on the outskirts of the city. And he was explaining to me just how much shit costs in general. It's crazy to think, you know, how much shit costs here and what's considered middle, you know, middle class versus where he lives yeah and it's like it, it's the same money you know the the money doesn't yeah. change and it's three four the value five times more expensive for the same shit yeah. i got here you know it's and crazy it's, it's pretty nice yeah it's man. crazy <laughs> it's because of these states the states that we live in are democratic and they believe in tax, 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 tax. So that means the prices have to go up so that profits can be made. The democratic states believe in regulation, regulation, fees, fees, fees. You know, you got like you got something like $10,000 to open a business in California just to just for the permits. That's fucking, you know, nice. that's crazy, right? That seems crazy to me. And you know what middle class is here? It's about $100,000 above. Yeah. Hundred thousand dollars and above. You, you got to make that much. You have to make ten thousand dollars a month in California to be middle class. A pharmacist in this state. Not even. A pharmacist oh, oh, really? in this state makes about a hundred to a hundred and twenty k. What? Uh-huh. You guys pushing those pushing those Percocets and fucking hydrocodones, huh? It's hey, you know, it don't hate the player, hate the game. Fucking <laughs> here, everybody loves their pills, so. Yeah. It's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. So that was kind of like we don't have. I don't have a pharmacy. My father to kind of get into the local business scene, and he got tired of working for the man. You know. Yeah, you need their own boss. I'd love to. I mean, it would take about hard. about ten grand around here for it, a couple of the ideas. Oh, That's you got to have money to make money, though. That's the, That's the terrible, right terrible now. problem. That is the systematic shutdown of the impoverished community of America. $10,000. Well, yeah, and, and I, I mean, I guess it's a, a really liberal way to look at it when I say it's the systematic shutdown of the ability to, to create jobs, but it's built on the idea of challenge and, and overcoming and all these different things like it's not supposed to be easy you're not going to get anything handed to you you know you got to figure only the best of the best can you know impact the american continent that was a subtle non-spoken idea of the founding fathers it's do your fucking job pay your taxes yeah, yeah. and you get to you'll be able to achieve your dream whatever your dream is yeah and in those days, the dream was to do just that, to get away from the chaos and just live in peace and harmony. It that was the original wrong, idea. Tony. It all went wrong. <laughs> Everything goes wrong because human ego is never addressed. I guess it's the law, like the amendments were so subtle and so abstract to the purpose of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and stuff. Like, the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, which means nobody can do anything to me 
for speaking freely. Yeah. Like the only time you could be punished is for an actual of doing something that is breaking the law outside of talking because everybody knows talk is cheap. Right? Yeah, no. It's um I think it's a good rule that everybody should have an opinion and you should be able to say what the fuck you want. But the thing is is it's not really true. I mean, you can say As far it. as what? You the words can come out of your fucking mouth. Yes. Yeah. But you can't say whatever you fucking want. You I mean, you can. You, you just got to be in the face of these cunts that want to try to fucking tell you you can't say something. That's, That's why I say whatever the fuck I want to say. Well, and you know, Ray Ray gets awkward every time I say the N word. Every time I say it. Because I grew up, that's my culture. Even though my skin is not black, I grew up in a black community. Yeah. That is my that is my stomping ground. That is where I was molded as a person. That was my influence. I didn't have a mom. I didn't have a dad. So when I'm using that word, is using it as hate. Because in my mind, in my, in my culture, my ingrainment to becoming who I am now, that has been the same thing as saying, bro, brother. Yeah, it's a term it's of endearment. A, Exactly, it's a term of endearment. It's just the the pretense to that word. This is the original word. The thing is, it was used for this hate. Is, this is no offense to you at all, sir. You do have some other ethnic background other than uh, Caucasian, though, correct? Yeah, yeah. My, well, I don't even know what it, it technically is, but it's a Spanish. You, Tony. I'm actually really dark, dude. I'm dark as fuck, man. Some Hispanic in in your your genes, man. You you have Hispanic features, so I'm not being yeah. a fucking white well, boy. <laughs> I'm I'm as white as it gets. White as it gets, you know. The, the the typical trailer park family. No matter where you go, the typical trailer park family is what I grew up with. Yeah, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be like, well, that you you would actually be surprised at my family. I you know, I stand out like I look surprised. adopted. I look adopted. I act adopted. I don't even feel like I belong with them. I don't talk. It's really, it's a really strange thing. No, it's, I think I hit a point in my life. Really, it was after my accident where I turned a corner and I decided that I wasn't going to be influenced by those people anymore. And I mean, I had a few years that, uh, after everything happened that, you know, I had to heal up and get my shit together. But, I mean, I was out at 18 and uh, just kind of doing my own fucking thing. And I haven't looked back, man. I don't I don't speak to my grandma. My mom lives in the, uh, another state. And I just, my family doesn't interest me. They've always got something. It's always something. Yeah, right? There's something going always on. The- Somebody's in jail. Somebody's <sighs> fucking popping drugs. Or, and it's just, it's so much, Tony. So ne- it's a negative. Waste, it's negative. That's all you can say life. about it. That's it. And it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It like to me the way I raised myself. Basically, the mics. Like I, I ran away at fourteen, and I lived with at least nine different. Kid Tony, or did you just no? Couch I just ran through. Dude, I'm a fucking setter, a hey, manipulator. Buddy. I could be a legitimate spy. Yeah. Like I, We're talking. I literally is... don't give a fuck because yeah. I would just. I would. I. I signed my myself up for school. I told the teachers the truth. I'm like, I'm running away, but I'm, I, you know, they loved me because I was smart. I was at school every day, never called CPS or nothing. And I always had a place to stay. I always had a friend, a couch to live on. Yeah. And I always, I, I, I experienced 
the dynamics and, and the do's and the don'ts and what's working and what's not working and what happens when you behave this way with your kids and what happens when you behave. Like, I got to experience multiple multiple different things, and I think that's what blew my mind up for a perspective, the ability to see different perspectives and realize that the everybody's life is so fucking different. And, and you can't, like, I think with today, people project themselves into other people's families. Like, this is the way my family was. So that's weird that your family wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. You know? I've talked I'm to sorry. Them. I'm high as fuck. Tony, I, we're, I'm we're going on rants. Real talk. Listen, this is the thing, Bubba. You know, I had you on the show not too long ago with Rob. And uh, I didn't yeah. know. I know that was kind of a weird week. That was the week that you had the, uh, the infamous <laughs> episode that you took down. And uh, here's the thing. I had a breakdown. Me and Rob kind of got off and got to talking and shit. And I didn't know you probably were high as a fucking bird pussy sitting over there drinking. I don't know what you were doing. But you didn't get a lot of words (laughs) in. I felt bad listening back to it. I said, God damn, Tony is so fucking outspoken. I said, and this evening, me and and Rob, we didn't like railroad you. But it just kind of, you know, Uh it's weird when you get three people going. So that's why I wanted to have you back. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm so fucking interested in you, dude. Like... I have a very similar situation yeah. and I've tried to explain it before with Rod, another friend of mine who uh, grew up in the snow. There are things that you experience when you grow up in that kind of a situation that molds you as an adult. And it's some of them are good. Some of them are fucking bad. And it's really weird because now I'm 30. I'm a grown fucking man. And I have moments where I still have to check myself and I have to basically get my head right. And I still have moments where I overreact about shit because where I come from, you don't say those kind of things to people. You don't blow up at people getting done with you. I'll turn that fucking switch off and it's over. Just like I sent you that tweet the other day. Being family is a fucking, it's a privilege. It's not a right. Yes, absolutely. I don't play that shit. I got a grandma that will probably never see her grandkid, and she did that. That's her fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm the same. I'm the same exact way, man. I, I just, man, I've experienced a lot. I've dealt with so much. Like I literally bear like Atlas. I even did a, a project when I was in college. I digitally rendered myself as Atlas, and you know, I even I, I'm actually I'm actually a uh, published artist and. Called Gaia Mother Earth. I did a a photograph of my ex-wife when she was pregnant with my daughter, and I painted the planet Earth onto her stomach. And then, like, I had her, so it was like literally Gaia Mother Earth. And then I, you know, I won a hundred bucks, and they published my artwork in their book. That's cool, man. And yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked. (laughs) But but no, I I have I, I. I don't know, man. I'm curious about your story I, because I didn't I didn't run away as a kid. I was in a situation with a physically abusive grandma who mm-hmm. liked taking her shit out on me. And mm-hmm. I had a weird thing going on because I was also a rebellious teenager who was, you know, being outspoken. And when she would go upside my fucking head, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have the mm-hmm. moment where it's like, is this because I'm an asshole? Like, should I be doing this? You know, she didn't give me a lot of attention as a kid. So it's like, at that point, by the time I hit the mid-teens, any attention was good. So, I mean, you'll push buttons just to get some pushback. And my grandma was just not one to be trifled with. She, she physical 
when I hit the the early teens, you know. Yeah, I've always, I've always myself, dependent, very curious. Yeah, always. I, 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 I was recently told a story you know, by. You, you take care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, eventually, it, every choice, every experience molded me. You know, I was told recently a story about when I was like five, dude, and and I lived in Indiana at this time, and I apparently. Ever since then, I was always about making money. Trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to build something, build a... I always wanted to build something great. My whole life, like, I I was, like, in my rebellious years, I was that cruise. You know, I've always been about getting a group of people together and build family, you know? And, you know, that's a part of, that's a part of my whole breakdown episode was because this pseudo-family that I used to be able to create so easily... It it's no longer a thing. It's no longer in my realm of possibility to recreate that right now at this point in life. Especially, I would, I hope it's mostly because of where I live and the the, the type of psyche, the communal psyche of where I live. I stand out a lot here because I I believe in friendship. I believe in strong core moral values. Right. And and here it's just about worry about number. You worry about number one. That's it. Yeah. You worry about you, mind your own business, that's it. And you know, and the only time there is a collaboration is is when there's when there's mutual benefit. Right. There's never just love involved. You know? Like real true friendship. Man, the world's like getting I hard I used to now, have man. that shit, you know? Huh? The world's getting hard now, Tony. You know? It's, it, it's it, hard to count for yourself. I'm yeah, from but that, I'm from that I think school, I, bro. Like I don't I can't sit here and look you in the face and tell you that I do a lot thinking about other yeah. people anymore. Um and that's maybe because Very I've true. got the kid now. Maybe mm-hmm. because I'm married and I got to think about my wife and and other things, but uh I used to be the, and I, I'm still the people that are in my circle, my bubble, we're brothers. Like it's, yeah. it's unbreakable. I'll give you the fucking shirt off my back. But uh, yeah, getting into see, that circle is a little, little harder, you know, because it's yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like that's my year da- fucking uh, uh, tenure now. <laughs> like <laughs> I just had to let somebody go not too long ago, and that kind of tore me up a little. But after it was I just over, it was same. like a band aid. Like this is the dude that I ran with for fifteen years, Tony. We've been yeah, through I know. some shit. We got arrested together. We've made you have the most life experiences with. It, it was it was one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do, but the reality is is it was a necessary thing because it's not forever, just not right now. He's got to get his fucking head out of his ass, and I can't yeah. I can't be a part of his world anymore because he's turning into one of those people, one of those something's always happening people. Yeah, and yeah, I just I just my, one of my oldest friends, my of what twenty two years. Ever since I moved to California, my my friend Jimmy Lucas. Last year, it'll be a year and next month that he died because he because in our development, I guess the 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 crucial the crucial thing was that we got separated at high school and he went to a really ghetto high school, like even ghettoer than my high school. My high school was ghetto, but this this high school was ghetto as shit. Like there was race riots every week, every week in the street with cops and everything. So he. 
he went a different he went the complete opposite and he had a mom and dad but he didn't have the type of mom and dad that you need to be a well developed individual with psychologically you know what i mean yeah they, his dad was a drunk and his mom was schizophrenic so he, you know he didn't have a chance either he he just died from an eight ball and he was my oldest friend i had to deal with that shit so what i did in relation to what you just said i just let that entire group go I no longer hang out with them. They they hit me up recently to do a, to go to a barbecue in remembrance of him, and I said I'm good. I'm not going to that barbecue. Yeah. Because in in reality, I I it's been like fucking eight years since being the same path. Yeah. Since high school, I have no reason whatsoever to hang out with them. We have no moral standing together. We don't have the same resolve. We don't have the success. So what's the point? So you, you, you're right. Sometimes you just got to let some people that have been in your life go for a very long time if you want to grow. It's like got, a monkey and people don't want to grow. It's like a weight, you know. And the, the confrontation, I don't even want to say confrontation. What, it was a really rough thing because this is my, my best friend from high school. Mm-hmm. Basically <laughs> crossed the line with like my oldest friend. Like my trailer park twenty plus year friend, man, and it just it hurt me, you know that phone call. And what's worse is I thought he knew something was going on, and the day he finally called me, he act like was completely oblivious to how fucking I was. I was so fucking mad at him, <laughs> and uh, I just he talked casually for about five up on my clues. I was just I was steaming. And then finally he said something, and I was just like, is this how it's going to be, man? And I keep ignoring the fucking elephant in the room. And he was like, what do you mean, man? And I just I unloaded on him. <laughs> I had been had some other shit mm-hmm. on my chest about some life choices he was making that I just... I don't want to tell somebody how to fucking grow up. I'm not your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a grown It just person, hurts, right? It hurts because you consider him a friend, and they couldn't figure it out. Like, my friend's a fucking idiot. I he can't figure fucking, out this shit. I, I went to jail for this dude, Tony. Mm. Isn't that in a situation that I could have rolled? I could have rolled hard and said, nope, I stood by. I had the same situation, and man. Even after the fact, when fucking I thought the story was what he told me, and then I got the police reports, and I started looking through those fucking interrogation records and finding out that the story that he told me was not what he told them police officers. Oh, that is so dirty, man. You know, there was a little bit of time there, and then everything kind of smoothed over. And then this thing happened recently, and it's just like, then you start to go back in your head to all those weird moments where maybe you thought something was that, and it just, it breaks your fucking heart, man. Yeah, I had the same situation with my ex-wife. She was uh, fucking around with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it happened once in high school and once uh, when we broke up after my daughter was born. And I didn't find out until three years after I was divorced about that shit. And but 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude, is like immediately after my ex-wife left me. Right. Uh, they get a, they hook up, and they get a house together. Yeah. You know, and then and then and then they break up. Right. And no, no. Yeah, yeah, they break up, and then he fucking sends me a message. What's up, my nigga? Uh huh. That's what I get. Like, what is with you, dog? What the fuck is wrong? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? 
It was like, like, like uh, the I the the he, he is so selfish. Like I consider guys like him a vulture. He always swoops in on the exes. Always swoops in on the exes. And I told him because I knew this. He was my best friend, dude. We were best friends since like tenth grade. We we skateboarded every every day. We we slept at each other's houses. Uh, we had this this very first same job together, welding for a custom car company. We, we, we when I was uh, when I needed another place to live, I lived with him for a long time, yeah. and we carpooled. We slept on the same bed. Yeah. We hooked up with this like you know we fuck around with the same girls. Yeah. We go out and party together. No, like this, he was my boy. This my brother. Yeah, the person you're you're describing. It's 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 tough. <laughs> yeah, and and, and this was in a time when I was homeless, yeah. hyper depressed. It was like uh, months leading up to the very first time I tried to kill myself. I did it twice. Uh, the first time was with pills, yeah. but my dumbass mixed two pills that countered each other, <laughs> so I just got really fucked up. I was the doctors were orange. I was like, "Why is everybody orange?" He's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you're just fucked up." I was like, "You sure?" They're like everybody's orange. <laughs> yeah, and I was in the psych ward for that too. I was in the psych for that one. Um, three days, they let me out. Because I refuse to take medicine. I feel like if people choose to take medicine, I feel like that's an admission of psychosis. I just told them, like, hey, I just had a moment of poor judgment. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't need those pills. I just, you know, I was overwhelmed and I was drunk. So, you know, my ex-wife told me, because it was, like, uh, not my weekend. I already had plans. I was, like, putting on this art show with my group of friends. We were all, you know, local artists and stuff. And my current lady, her, I invited her, but her ex showed up, and they started fighting in the background. But during that time, she was just my booty call. She wasn't my lady, so it wasn't like. But once they started getting loud and obnoxious, I, I go and I was like, "Hey, shut the, you guys! I was like, you guys need to stop fucking arguing. You guys need to go, right?" And then like she was drunk, she pushed me. I told her I, I did the whole stop thing, you know, like right, you right. know, get stop trying. And then her, her ex dude tried to get crazy, me, so I fought him. And then, you know, when everybody broke it up, they were, like, holding us back. And then I got punched in the mouth. That's how this tooth got fucked up. That's why it looks like it looks. It's because I got punched in the mouth. This tooth got broken. This tooth fell out. You know, I picked it up. I was drunk and angry. I spit my blood out that guy. And then I fucking just shoved my tooth right back into my mouth, right in front of everybody. It made you feel good, didn't it? Did he look? Oh, yeah, because I'm a yeah. fucking savage. let it out sometimes, man. I feel yeah. Good. Yeah. And then, you know, I got home and I was like, uh... And then the night previous to that, what I was saying was, is my ex wanted me to watch my daughter and I already had that plan. And I said, no, it's your weekend. Watch her. And then she was like, okay, that's fine. That gives me and my new boyfriend time to be family with Hazel. You see why I tried to kill myself? It was just a compiling of shit and I was just tired of life. You know, man, I got over it. I grew Well, chicks, chicks know how to fight dirty. They know how to push some buttons, dog. Yeah. Yeah, they they're, they're they're cruel emotionally. Yeah, well, everybody's got. Yeah. You just got to keep them buttons hidden, and it's a problem because a woman you want to let them know where the buttons are so they don't push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you fuck around one day and they they let that shit slide and you go, uh, uh, what what did Polly say to me? Let's <laughs> just go off. <laughs> you just, no, ma'am, I don't think that's gonna work. Let me let me tell you a little something about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... Yeah, I think I think all the all this trauma, all this stuff, all these experiences had have made have given me a leg up philosophically, morally, and emotionally old twenty nine year olds, you know, that had a more advantageous 
upcoming upbringing, you know. I think I think uh, I the, the overcoming way. of obstacles and the the ability to build resistance grows the mind significantly because uh, evolutionarily, the only time there is evolution is when there is something to fight against and, and something to change so that you can overcome something so you can keep growing. You got, we have to struggle. We have to hit the shit. We have to. That's the only thing that gives us a leg up on everybody else that has money is the fact that we have experience. See, it's weird because it's like I know that I struggled for so long that not having, like, having struggled. Fucking bitch. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. You did it. My fucking cat just <laughs> sprayed it. God damn it, man. <laughs> that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> that son of I am going to kick him in his. Fu- Ugh, I hate cat piss. You need a minute? <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. That is the worst thing. I will say this. This is my workspace, man. This is where I reside majority of the time. I do not want this place. People up here. They smell to walk in on. It's pretty gnarly, man. I think I we... grew up in those houses, man. I don't want my house to be that house. Here, hang on a second. I'm going to rise down real quick. I'm going to cut out the part where you drink the bottle with the piss on it. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. Man. I'm not laughing that wasn't... at you. I threw the bottle at the cat for pissing on the wall. Because he was doing the spray? Is that what it was? Yeah, he yeah, was okay. spraying the wall. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't piss, he, I didn't piss I on it. I thought he pissed on that <laughs> bottle the way you threw it. It looked like, and then you sat there, drank the bottle of piss, fucking look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Said, no, that, that, said, that Tony, isn't what happened. I said, Tony is so this. bad. He is handling this a lot fucking bad. better than I thought he was going to. <laughs> right? Like, I, no, I would have lost my mind if that was cat piss. I wish I could have freeze framed because after you threw it, <laughs> this is the reason. There was a look you had on your fucking face where it was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, oh, damn, the cat fucking sprayed his bottle. And he just fucked <laughs> the bottle across the room. That's funny. That would have been that would have been great. Wow, that's upsetting, man. Uh, and there's there's like the hardest thing in the smell to get rid of. It's almost impossible to get rid of cat piss. I'll say we had a dog for a long time because my wife had one. It was like her kid in the divorce when her fucking her and her first husband split up. We had the dog for probably another six or seven years, and uh, I can say now I am totally cool with not having a fucking animal in my house i've always had dogs around like my grandma like chihuahuas and there was always yeah. like six or seven in the house fuck pissing and shit that and they get the fuck fucking that. fleas in the house and you get flea bites and it's just i don't not like, the I'm, barking is the worst man it's bad they were all fucking oh. assholes too they're just asshole oh. dogs to start with it's because they're small. They Everything small them. is an My asshole. My grandma carried them around all the time, and so they all had fucking complexes, and they would just fucking bite you and be dickheads. <laughs> they're all psychologically damaged. <laughs> I think we had, dude, like, we jumped from, from the fucking skillet into the fire. Because what had happened was, is I spent the first 12 years of my life in this trailer park, pretty much secluded, you know, with this abusive grandma and fucking just live my life by myself. Just, I was alone for years, you know. I had cousins, and they're all, all three of them are kind of touched, you know. It just is what it is. Like, I've always been kind of attracted because the end. If, I, I, would, I, I, I know what you're talking about. You, you're more compatible 
with old people in the same way. When I was a kid, I never had people like peers to do anything with. I don't have any brothers or sisters, you know. So there, I didn't fucking have a lot of experience with with friends and people. I didn't have people sleep over, you know. I mean, we were fucking poor now. That one wasn't the grossest place, you know. My aunt's place was disgusting. And that there was some time spent there, you know, later in life. Yeah, I've lived when I when I was a child growing up in these apartments right here that I you know, I basically lived from there to the mountains for like three months and then I ran away back down here. Yeah. And then um like the the corners of the apartments would be black with brooches. Mm-hmm. Like it would be uh, I remember my friend Jimmy that where we would spend hours in his room listening to music and throwing darts at the wall trying to hit roaches. Yeah. Well, you, you know, flick them off your fucking you flick them off your shit, man. No big deal. No big deal. Oh, sorry about that. Bowls, You're not ashamed or embarrassed or nothing. No. Well, you don't have friends come over. That's part of that. We didn't give a fuck, man. Because no, our living situations were all so the same. I was embarrassed, man. I fucking... Well, I was lucky enough to have mostly friends that weren't in that category. So that was... I was, you know... I slept for the last two years of high school. I slept face down on a couch. Some brooches didn't crawl in my fucking mouth. And yeah. I had an open wound on my face from a gunshot wound. So trying to keep that fucking clean That's was a whole other situation. The bathroom was a train wreck. Like... The fucking toilet was broke, like the the wall broken. Yeah, yeah. And the bathroom tub, like faucet, leaked. So what would happen is leak water throughout the night, and then like if you got up in the middle of the night or early the next morning, say you need to take a shit, right? You know, these motherfuckers would just piss and shit and then flush it because it was a pain in the ass to flush the toilet. And I wasn't about that, so I would just fill up the bucket, you know, and say fuck it, I'm, yeah. I'm flushing this shit. But so the water would leak into the bucket. It's hot water all night. You get up in the middle of the night. You dump the hot water into the toilet. You flush it because they've been using the motherfucker all day. And then the <laughs> toilet fills up with hot water sitting there on the toilet seat with your ass making a gasket. And then your butt cheeks start fucking sweating, you know, from sitting there. <laughs> and it's just, dude. <laughs> it's gross, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a weird day. paradox. It's every time you have to take a shit tony <laughs> yeah it's a weird even even peeing on shit you know it's a weird thing we don't want to defecate on top of someone else's defecation yeah that's a weird primal pretty, thing because like if, if you know you're, you're, you're conserving water mm-hmm. at the end of the day your bill's going to be smaller but it's just like i would rather stinks. flush my toilet every single time and pay for bad. it than yeah. shit on someone else's shit it just stinks i don't need that shit in my toilet that's the point uh, uh, for the second now the first time I went to jail I learned you drop one you flush one and I basically adopted that into my adult life and that essentially eliminates the fucking smell in the bathroom yeah I don't even like like not flushing piss you know some people will say if it's I, I don't flush piss either I wait like two peas and then I'll flush nah every time bro Sometimes it makes this weird film yeah, you ever notice there's a weird film on the toilet? If, if you do, like, I when I was single and I was living here, I would do it all the time. Dude, I'd just keep peeing, and then the toilet water would start to smell, and then I would flush it. But there would be this weird film on the to- toilet bowl. Yeah, and it didn't really smell until you broke that film, and then the stank would get out. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. fill up the room. Ugh, I can't do it, bro. <laughs> ultra, ultra conservative. It is. Uh, 
Well, see, that was, I was saying, I lived the first 12 years in the trailer park, and then my grandma married my grandpa, which took our income up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So then she got the crazy idea to go for round two of let's go live out in the middle of the fucking woods and see how that goes. And yeah. uh, so we moved about the process was crazy. They drug our trailer out, some tires about halfway and let the shit on the side of the freeway for a couple of days. See, like my grandma fucked up and paid them all the money up front. Like with that kind of shit, you want to pay half and then pay half when they fucking finish, you know? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Do it. She wrote them a check in full. And so they had us by the balls. They fucking left our shit on the side of the freeway for, That's you know, four fucking days. And Did they have all your shit in it? Yeah, or was it all packed I mean, up? Well, no. Explains why I was always emo and depressed and shit and always angry. Yeah, because of the concussion. Yep, because my hormone balance was all jacked up. Hmm. <sighs> so, I mean... In practice, you you make a lot of contact. You know, you bump mm-hmm. heads and shit like that. Crazy. You know, I think I probably got my bell rung maybe once or twice. Just when you get team, that shit hurts, man. Had to drop a shoulder on your ass, you know, and you think yeah. you got him, and then he fucking pegs you right in your fucking. He hits you right here, right where the the shoulder <sighs> pad meets the fucking chin, and they just plant mm-hmm. either the face mask or the shoulder pad and just drill you right in your fucking shit. Fall down, you lay there for a minute, you know, and then you go, okay, well. That's why I don't like fighting. Like, I've always been a natural at these things, but, like, when I get hit in the head, I hate it. It's not a fun experience. Like, I guess maybe childhood. See, it's weird because I haven't been in a lot of fights where I've gotten hit. I've had a few one-sided situations that, looking back, people that probably... I mean, physically level, but probably just, I don't know. It was weird. One of them spit in my face. Oh, that's, I did that in the second grade, man. I, that's a no-no, Tony. Yeah. I got spit on. Got I whooped this kid's ass in front of everybody. Yeah, it was, it was my cousin. And like I said before, I think maybe he got mm. an as a baby. And so he was, he was just a little jacked up. A little bit. And we were fucking around wrestling and shit, you know. And I really, I didn't bully these kids. You know, so it's like I don't know where it came from or where he would have even responded like that. But I pinned him down, kind of fucking around, you know? Yeah. And I think we had just had a conversation about spitting on people not too far. So maybe that's why the idea was fresh. <laughs> but I saw it was his him. first attack. I saw him do it, man. I saw the light I saw the light bulb come on. I saw him do the motion of starting to like Talk it up, and I just in my mind I'm going. He's not gonna fucking spit. I was like, he he's probably gonna get like get it on his lip. You know how you do when you big brother yeah. somebody. I thought maybe he did a little fucking. Now I'm pinning him down. I just thought maybe okay. he knew yeah. he knew just not to fucking do that. And I'll be goddamned if he didn't uh. fucking hawk back and spit right in my fucking eye. Oh, and that's like immediately getting it, beat down type shit, Tony. I saw white, like that's Pure really, anger. it's only happened a couple times. White hot, and it's like I had him kind of in like a, a side control mount, you know, like I was just pinning him down, you know. Yeah. And as we were scuffling there, and he spit in my face, it was moving more to almost like into a guard, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I pushed up, you know, because I saw it coming, and I tried to get out of the way, you know, and I was just like. <sighs> 
hit me. So like my head came back. And as I focused back in on him, as I came back down, it was just fucking just fists. I was punching mm. him in his fucking head. I was so mad. Oh my god! Luckily, yeah, dude, I was I was was sitting at a bus stop, second grade. I was supposed to go on a field trip or something, and you know I've like all the way up until summer, and this kid, I think he spit at me but missed, and I told him you know like you you try to spit on me one more time, I'm gonna fuck you up. Some I was second grade, so I don't know exactly what I said. So he's spitting my fucking hair on top of my head, dude. I fucking, you know, I've always been a natural at wrestling. I don't know how or why, but I shot in on him. I took him down. I was just fucking him up, punching him in his face. And he was just crying the whole time. It was like that movie from uh, Christmas Story, the, that scene in Christmas when Story. fucking jacks him up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like you, you snap, man. You're just fed up. And, you know, I, bullying did me, you know, it did right. form my moral compass. Because I think without bullying, I wouldn't have so much empathy, you know? I wouldn't feel bad for seeing wrongdoing, you know? I think that's important for civilization. I think I think the obstacles and tough situations and the idea of making life extremely easy, we're going to lose our moral compass as a society. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's weird, man, because, like... I got bullied, but it was by my my authority figure, you know. So it was like that's different, yeah. That sucked, but then again, it taught it also taught me empathy. It taught me to be able yeah. to see that situation like from afar, and I've had to tune. I've tuned in to shit like that before, and kind of you know raised a flag on something when I think something's not right. Yeah, my wife probably gets annoyed at me sometimes because I'll just call it how I see it. It doesn't matter, you know. If I mm -hmm. see a situation, maybe I'm being judgy, but if I, I'll listen to somebody talk or I'll be in a conversation with somebody for ten, fifteen minutes, and then I'll kind of walk off, and she'll come up, and I'll be like, "That chick's fucked up." I said she's got daddy issues. I think that because of the situations I've been through, I pick up on it, and I know trying to to one up you because maybe they didn't get a lot of attention as a kid. So every time you tell a story, they got to tell something that's a little bit better. You, know, mm -hmm. you killed five deer that year; they killed six. It's just how to fuck it. <laughs> that's then, a funny reference. Yeah, well, and it's just it, it's a country it's, reference. It is, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it was it was off top. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's funny. It's good. But it's, I like those things, man. It's funny to see and to be able to pick it out. You know, I saw a lady in a park at a birthday party, and she was watching this little kid, and I'm like, that woman's way too old. That's that's not her kid. That's probably it's probably her grandkid. And I just there were a couple moments where I saw her shooting a look at that, called the kid, and it didn't come, and then she would just sit there, and you could just yeah. see, see the body language. And somebody says, I said, I bet her mom's up. I bet it's some kind of weird thing where, like, Mama can't take care of the kid, and so she's doing this out of spite. The grandma's forced to. Yeah, and I just, because then that's a kind of reflection of my shit, you know, and it's just like, you I see, see it all that. the time, man. You see I it all the time over here. Quick. My grandma was a very physical person, and I can only imagine what she was like when she was younger. You know, I got her as an older woman, and she just, she liked to backhand you. That was her fucking move. She had a solid fucking, respect. She had a solid left hand. 
and she would do this move and I've, I've seen her do it to all my cousins. I've seen her do it to some kids that came and stayed with us. that were kind of like foster kids in a sense. Yeah. She would, she would fucking grab you like by your, your shirt collar, either the sleeve or the collar. And she would pull you in real tight and she would reach across her fucking head real quick, like lightning. For no reason, just to establish. If you gave her some sass, maybe if you enough. That's country as if fuck, you kept man. Asking questions, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I would have, I would have been beat. Happened, Tony. Yeah. All that happened was it's... I got bigger and I saw it happen to other people. And you talk a lot about, you know, being a savage and shit like that. And I totally, I, I get it. Because mm-hmm. we understand that that energy, that fucking, that ability is in everybody. It is. Everybody it takes, Everybody has it. But it takes years to unlock mm-hmm. that. Yep. Some people get it when they go into the military and they fucking tune into you and they open that fucking lock. And then you realize that it's in there and that's your choice then to, to be able to keep it closed or whatever. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that fucking box is in anybody. Mm-hmm. Another box that's in anybody is the ability to kill somebody with, yeah. with your bare fucking hands. Mm-hmm. Is that woman was such a bad person that, mm-hmm. and like I said, it was just constant and, and day in and day out. If I would have lived with her for another two or three years, Tony, I'd have killed that woman. I believe it. I believe it. It's the same thing as like abusing a dog. If you have a pit bull and you abuse it, one of these days that pit bull snap. And it's going to fuck you up and probably kill you. To be continued. Y'all are going to have to tune in next week to hear the rest of this shit. It's deep around here, y'all. But it's okay, though. We're trying to make it better. We're all going to get through it. Don't stop even for the right thing. Doesn't matter what I say. By that river Flowing off to meet the sea each day I don't want to wait You look at me and you say What's wrong, boy?
living life like there's no end in sight. Even so, I'm done with that.